You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey everyone, I'm super excited because I have Bronson Hill on the line. Now Bronson's here to talk to us about inflation, which is a huge buzzword nowadays. Um, And so I just wanted to dig into it and then just think about ways that we can use this to our advantage. So hey, Bronson, how are you? Hey, Tiffany, really excited to be here. I love talking about ways to, uh, you know, profit from uh, challenges and opportunities. So I think there's a lot of people interested in talking about inflation and investing and, and how we can actually do well during this time. Yes, this is very timely. So let's just start with first explaining what inflation is, just in case we have some audience members that aren't sure what that word even means. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. So um, inflation really just means we're seeing, I think everybody understands that, hey, I'm going to the supermarket and things are costing more, right? The stuff that I bought at Chipotle that was, you know, $7 for a chicken burrito is now $10.50 or whatever. That's, it's, it's just inflation, just things are costing more. Now, inflation is generally caused by one of two things. It's either caused by uh, printing more money or creating more currency. A lot of times they don't even actually print money. They just add zeros and ones on a computer screen, the federal reserve, and it adds more currency or they send checks out this type of stuff. So when there's more currency available, there's the same number of goods that are out there, right? So if there's only so much, uh, services and goods that are available, the more currency you create, the more everything costs. Um, so that's one way to create inflation. The other way is to reduce the amount of goods and services that are out there, which we saw really during COVID, right? People stopped going to work. They stopped, you know, certain things. There's a lot of supply chain issues that have come up. So you basically now you have a situation where um, you have way more currency. Um, you know, there's actually a 40% increase in the amount of currency over a two-year period, which is just kind of hard to believe, right? That all this new currency was created between 2020 and 2022, and you have less goods and services because of COVID. So it creates, that's just the recipe for just sustained perpetual inflation. And that's why we're seeing it. Yeah. So we just had the perfect storm going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really we did. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, and and I'm sure it's, I guess everybody hopefully can understand, uh, as prices are rising and we've seen it, you know, over the last, uh, over hundred years since 1913, uh, was the year the Federal Reserve was created. We didn't actually have a, a central bank for uh, for a long time in the U.S., but they have, um, you know, re- the dollar has lost its purchasing power at 99%. So stuff that cost, uh, you know, a penny over 100 years ago is now a dollar. And it's not just because things just have to go up. It's because of this continual creation of new currency. Very, very interesting. So hopefully that explains um, inflation to our audience. But now that we know what inflation is and we know that we're currently living in high inflation times, what are some ways that we could take advantage of this um, situation to where it's not just killing us? (laughs) We can actually make some money from it. Yeah. So it's always interesting and anything we see that's a challenge in, uh, you know, our lives or something that we face, you know, obviously when we're filling up at the pump and it's costing, you know, a hundred dollars where it used to cost 40 bucks or whatever, we're seeing these type of things. Um, you know, that's where we feel the pain of it, but there are ways to actually get on the other side of the equation where you actually can, uh, use it to your, to your advantage. So how would you do that? 
Uh, well, I actually wrote an ebook about this and my website, I can kind of give some details about it later. Um, but basically it talks about, um, you know, when we can actually own assets that uh, produce cash or they just have perpetual value, no matter how much currency is created. So for example, you can invest in oil companies that actually go and get more oil out of the ground. And so instead of, you know, when, when gas prices go up, it's actually a positive for you rather than a negative, right? So then you're actually on the other side of that equation. Another way is through uh, buying a business or buying real estate. So if I own real estate, there's actually a couple advantages there. Uh, by owning real estate, typically I have, uh, especially on single family houses, many people have a debt that's 3%, 4% or, or less, and it's for 30 years. Now, inflation officially, at, least at the time of recording this, is uh, 6 or 7%. But um, you know, it actually, in my opinion, I think it's actually closer to 12 to 15% or higher just because they don't really report things necessarily correctly. And if, and if people knew inflation was 10 or 15%, they would probably a little more freak out. And so they actually that even just some of the integrity and the reporting isn't as good. But one of the advantages is if you can borrow at a low rate. So again, I can buy a house at a lower rate for a long period of time. There's a few advantages there, right? Because if I buy a house, I only put 10 or 20% down. The house appreciates over time. Let's say it appreciates 10 or 20%. Well, I haven't had a 20, 10 or 20% increase in the value of how much I invested, I've actually had a 100% increase, right? Because I used leverage, I used other people's money, I used a loan to be able to buy this, right? So when you're able to get debt at a lower long-term fixed rate and be able to buy an asset that you know will be worth more in the future, um, you actually get to benefit from the rise in prices exponentially, right? So that's a big advantage of real estate and things like that. And also when you're paying it off in future dollars, those dollars are actually worth less, right? Because of inflation, because they keep creating more and more and more currency. So if you, hey, would you rather pay off this whatever debt or bill now, or would you rather pay it off in five, 10, 20 years? I'd always take the longer, uh, the longer way because um, the dollars will actually be worth less at that point. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting take. Um, and I completely agree. I mean, I bought my house in what, 2017? And then I just refinanced when right before they started raising rates. <laughs> Yeah, um, and good. so, you know, yeah. my, my interest rate is like 3.75 or something right now. So Amazing. it's super low. Um, but now that they're starting to raise rates, you know, with the Federal Reserve raising rates and stuff, is it still beneficial to go ahead and lock that in? Um, you know, right now, at least when, as we're recording this, rates are a bit higher. Um, but I still think there are opportunities out there. It's just you have to find deals that make sense for you. Um, you know, one thing that we're seeing, you know, we have our businesses, we have uh, multifamily apartments. We've got about 2,000 units, mostly in Florida and Georgia. And in my opinion on this, and we look not only at real estate or specific, you know, assets of what, what's happening in oil and gas or what's happening in real estate, we're looking at what's happening in the overall economy, what's happening and where are things headed. So uh, my opinion on this is that rates are obviously they, they've they've increased very very sharply it's slowed down the real estate market it's slowed down a lot of things and a lot of lenders that are lending money don't really want to lend right now because mm -hmm. if i lend at six percent all of a sudden the rates rise and now the going rate is seven percent well as a lender I, i've actually lost money right because I, I could have lended it later at a, at a higher rate so my thought is once rates start to stabilize meaning they, they stop raising them and they maybe just even tick down just a little bit maybe uh, you know, uh, 0.25% or half a percent as far as the interest rate. I think a lot of lenders will come back into real estate. I think a lot of um, other 
um, investors will come back into real estate. And so uh, I think, you know, there are, there are deals that make sense in every market. I've just seen a lot of, uh, investors kind of pause right now because they're like, I don't really know what this looks like. So I do still think owning assets. I mean, to me, there are other assets that we do such as ATM machines and car washes and oil and gas deals that, um, you know, you're owning real physical assets. So you're outside of wall street, which is great. You're able to cash flow with these investments. And there is a built-in inflation hedge, and what that means is, uh, it's not like a bush in the yard that you know grows over time. It's it's basically like an inflation hedge is something that the the rents will rise over time, or the value of the oil, or the value of you know how much the car wash is charging. These things they rise with inflation, right? And so again, if you could just get into assets that pay you to hold them. And they have some element of being able to rise with inflation, either the value of the asset itself or in the value of what the service they provide is able to raise rates over time. Then you're going to be more protected than sitting in cash, right? If you're sitting in cash, you're going to get penalized. Um, if, if inflation really is actually 15%, that means if somebody has $100,000 in their retirement or in their savings account, they could be losing $15,000 a year. Now, it doesn't mean they're losing it. It's like it goes down every year, but it means that what that is actually going to allow you to buy is actually less and less and less. Well, let's get into that. You kind of segue right into where I want it to go, <laughs> which is if it's outside of real estate. So you mentioned like ATM machines, car washes. How would we get invested into things like that? If, you know, if me or a listener or someone was like, hey, you know, I really don't want to buy real estate right now. But what are these other options that you're referring to? Um, yeah, so I think the other options when it comes to, you know, investing and just, you know, that's, that's a question too of, you know, I keep coming back to is, well, what is the opportunity and how can I get involved in this? You know, the first thing that I think, um, a lot of people think is just, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to invest in ATMs or car washes or to buy, we even do physical precious metals. Like, why do you do these certain things? And so the first, uh, thing that, you know, the first investment we can make, really is in our own education. So that's what people are doing when they're listening to your show, right? They're really getting educated and learning how do I grow my wealth over time? And so one of the best ways to do that is most, you know, mid-size or large cities in the U.S., there are investing meetups or real estate meetups you can go to and you'll learn. And a lot of times um, I've heard there's actually a great book out there um, that I've read a couple of times. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't know if you've read this mm -hmm. book, Tiffany, but it's it's one of the best selling personal finance books of all time. And I recommend it to everybody. But basically he talks, uh, the author uh, talks about, you know, the difference between people that are poor and the people that are wealthy, a lot of times it's just simply in their vocabulary. It's simply in the words that they're able to use. So if I understand what an asset is, I understand what cash on cash return, cash flow, uh, internal rate of return. I understand, you know, how, you know, my tax, uh, how to reduce taxes and these type of things that really grows my ability to, uh, to, to earn more or to pay less in taxes or to grow wealth. And so by going to meetups, by going to conferences, by getting into books, I do audiobooks, shows like yours, podcasts. Um, these are all ways that we can really learn to grow our wealth. And, um, you know, I, I really think there's a huge correlation between, you know, investing in yourself um, and then really growing in how you're going to be able to do it. Because everything sounds foreign, everything sounds weird until you actually learn about it. And maybe you meet somebody also that has done it. And then you're like, oh, wow, I actually learned from this person. This is how I could do this. And so then everything that was impossible or sounded weird and crazy is like, oh, this actually is possible. And you know, I did not pay Bronson to say that. <laughs> 
That's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's just to spread ideas because you don't know what you don't know, right? And so yeah. if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I know what inflation is. Now they can step into those rooms and be like, yeah, and inflation was da 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 da, you know, <laughs> and they can yeah. start speaking the language. And it does matter, um, you know, when you step into rooms or even if, because I had a situation where I was selling my car. And I, of course, knew what I was talking about. I did all my research and everything. And the guy was like, you know, we usually take advantage of people. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't believe that he like actually right. said that to me, but he did. He was, it was a salesperson. He was like, when people come in here not knowing what they're yeah. talking about, not doing their research, we usually can take advantage and we do. And I was just like, wow. So like Bronson just said, make sure you get educated. And that's what we are here to do. So mm. if there is someone, um, AKA myself, that's like, okay, you know, I, I have all the basics down, you know, financial education, financial literacy, and I'm interested in maybe let's say ATMs or no, let's say a car wash, right? How would we evaluate, um, you know, situations like that? Because I've even heard people say, you know, laundromats are good. Um, I, you know, for me, I'm kind of on the fence with those because I'm like, it seems like it's a lot of liability. But, right. um, you know, laundromats, car washes, ATMs, how would we even start with the research um, to start one of those um, endeavors? Yeah, so I've actually got a book coming out soon. Uh, it's called uh, Fire Yourself and just basically how to develop streams of passive income. And, um, you know, they really, when it comes down to analyzing deals, I feel like real estate deals are usually the easiest to understand initially. And uh, when it comes to passive investing, uh, a lot of people think, oh, I should be doing real estate. So that means I need to buy a rental house or I need to buy a vacation rental because. Most people have lived in houses or were familiar with it, right? So, oh yeah, I could, I own this one, I could own another one, right? And in a way, um, you know, it, 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 I think it's kind of a trap because a lot of times you don't really end up with much cash flow, or if you do, you're putting in a lot of work into it, and um, even then, we undervalue our time. So, I meet, I used to mm -hmm. work with a lot of physicians in a previous role where I would do consulting in the medical field and all these people that would buy one, two, three houses, or they'd buy a duplex and they'd be out managing themselves. And I'd be thinking, man, your time is so much more valuable than you. You know, I mean, if they're making hundreds of dollars an hour at work, they probably shouldn't be the ones that are actually managing, you know, this property. Right. And so even if somebody's not making, you know, a lot of money, I think, uh, you know, being able to learn how to evaluate deals that, um, you know, really can grow your wealth without taking up more of your time, then it becomes scalable, right? And we know people, uh, you know, maybe someone listening is somebody who's make does really well in their job or in their business, but they're looking to scale their wealth. Well, one of the biggest ways I kind of have these three things that I go over the first one, it's like a funnel. And it's the largest one is the market, right? What is the market mm -hmm. that this deal is in? And it could be, you know, we buy a lot of multifamily apartments in Jacksonville, Florida, right? So that market has, you know, a growing population. It's got, you know, job growth, income growth. It's landlord and business friendly. There's 1,500 new people moving there every month. There's a lot of things to love about it, right? So there's a growing market, with a lot of things. Well, how does that look in the ATM space? Are people using, a lot of people don't realize that as digital as we're becoming, uh, the number of transactions in the ATM space has actually doubled in the last 20 years. Right. So people don't realize we're becoming more digital. We're also using way more cash. And so, um, you know, what it, so that's the market. Then you look at the second one is kind of, as you come down the funnel is, uh, who's the operator, who's the person that's doing this, who's the team that's doing this. Is there somebody on the team that's been doing this for five, 10 years or more? 
And, you know, when you talk to them, do they admit, hey, these are the challenges we've had, or is it, oh, this has always been perfect, or is it their first one they've ever done? So again, those are much more risky if it's the first one they've ever done, but is it kind of a rinse of repeat, repeat, like, hey, we've done this in this market, in this way, here's the challenges we have, here's what we've learned, here's our track record, whatever, that's awesome, right? And then you get down to the actual deal of, you know, what are the terms? Like, well, when do I get my money back? How much is the return? Is there any tax benefits? Things like that. So mm -hmm. every time, you know, you look at one deal, it kind of can feel a little overwhelming, but once you start looking at a lot of deals, you start to kind of speak the language of it and you realize, like, oh, okay, like I understand. Like most deals have some risk. Usually there's one or two primary risks. You say, okay, well, if this didn't work out, what's the one or two ways that this, this wouldn't work out, right? And it's usually comes down to the team not being able to operate it or some risk in the market or something like that. So you have to kind of figure out and say, okay, well, based on what I know, does this make sense? And then again, I'm not going to stay, if I only have $100,000 to invest, I'm not maybe going to put it all in one deal, right? Maybe I'll spread it out in different deals or I'll use some diversity just in case maybe the ATMs goes great, but this real estate doesn't go as well or just there's some diversity. Uh, but I think, you know, I really learn, you know, by, by, by reading and by talking to people, but I also learn by doing. And so um, when you actually start taking action and it really works best if people have a fair amount to invest and then they can put a little bit into a deal and just get some experience. Cause that's when I start paying attention, right? If I actually am invested in something, I'll pay attention to actually what it is. I love that. I love that. Learn by doing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So um, Bronson did not pay me to Keep, to tee him up with the book. And I didn't even know that that was a thing. So when he said that, I don't know if you all heard it in my voice. I was like, oh, like there's a book for this. Um, so tell us more, Bronson, about where we could find this book if we're interested in these passive income ideas and how to get started. Yeah, so we have the uh, I have the ebook for free at my website at bronsonequity.com. It's called How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage. I do have a full length book coming out in the next few months. Uh, it'll probably be on Amazon and you know, elsewhere. But if you do go download my ebook, you'll hear about the book coming up. But yeah, I love connecting with individuals. Uh, we do work with uh, some investors uh, to do these type of deals. So if anybody's interested in joining our investment group, we have. Um, opportunities that come up here and there. And then we also just try to provide, just like yourself, a lot of education in the space so people can understand, like, how do I analyze a deal or how do I uh, have financial goals that make sense and how do I really uh, move forward? And a lot of it is mindset, right? I know you've done a lot of great things in your life because of having the right mindset. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to get there. But I've realized that's a big part of it as well. Awesome. Awesome. And a quick question, in order to join your investment group, do you have to be an accredited investor? Uh, we have some deals for both accredited and non-accredited investors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so we have um, a variety of deals. Some of them are alternative stuff like ATMs and car washes and stuff like that. It is more accredited only, but we do have some that are for non-accredited as well. So uh, that just means, you know, for those who aren't familiar, if it depends on your net worth or income. If somebody's higher net worth or higher income, they're considered accredited. Uh, but uh, we do have deals for for both. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bronson, for dropping all these gems on the podcast today. Now, if people were interested in finding out more about you or maybe following you on social, how would they find you? Um, yeah, you can just find me at bronsonequity.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook and all the socials. And uh, yeah, I, I love connecting with individuals. If anybody has any questions or wants to talk investing, you can reach out to us and our team. We'd love to be able to connect with you and provide any resources or opportunities we can. 
All right, perfect. Well, I will have all of those links in the show notes. So if you're doing something else and multitasking while you're listening, don't worry, just check the show notes and everything that Bronson said will be there. I'm about to go on his website and download this ebook because I'm curious. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I appreciate you coming on the show today and dropping these gems for the audience. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me, Tiffany. All right, bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.